everyone. Welcome to my show, my so-called fabulous. I'm Tiffany Blackman, and I am here today to share with you. You all know I'm a wife, right? Winky, winky. I have the most fabulous, the most fabulous guest with me today, and I can't believe we did it. It took me. Oh, I think I think it's episode number eighty or something like that. Now, um, welcome, my fabulous husband. Greg Blackman. Yay! I wish I had like a big, like a, like some kind Clap. of. Thank you, Paul. Yay! Yay! Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. Paul, how long have I tried to get this one in here? Since day one. Since day one. I'm pretty one. sure the very first episode you wanted it to be Greg. I did. I did. Oh, my gosh. She's been longing for your presence since. Oh, my gosh. Well, she's going to be disappointed. I oh, hope that's not. not true. That's not true. Welcome to the show, honey. Thank you. Now, you've listened before, correct? I've listened to most of them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think he's, I think you're a little ahead of me actually. So I'm purging, I'm leaving today to go to Austin and, and I am purging shows because I've been a little bit behind, a little busy. Yeah. You have been, you have been. Yeah. Yeah. And so I wanted you to come on because people, first of all, have asked, where's your husband? Who is he? And every time you're on my Instagram, my likes go crazy. So what I they do? Are you kidding me? Really? <laughs> no, it is. Everyone's so interested. So just wanted to share a little bit about us because we're a little bit unique. And um, so this is coming to you the second week in June of 2021. And the second week of June June, I slated as Love Month. And Love Month, I'm not talking about all Valentine's Day or anything, but actually couple love because we are celebrating 10 years of marriage together. Can you believe it? No. No, that <laughs> seems like just yesterday. Does it? Uh, kind of. Kind of. I know. <laughs> well, you know, 10 years of marriage, that's that's more than I've ever done. I don't know about you. I have a few marriages, right? Have yeah, I, I've got a few. Yeah. A couple, <laughs> several, several. Oh, I don't know. We need to go into all that. <laughs> well, you know, I wanted to present to everyone how we met and Greg will explain to you how we met. Um, gosh, it's been 12 years ago today, not today, but this, this year, 12 years ago. And so tell me what was going on in the dating world because you had been married Three mm-hmm. times, and mm-hmm. I, I found that out after, you know, when we were in the interviewing process, I guess you could say. <laughs> but um, tell us, tell everybody how you found me. Uh, I actually went to, uh, was it Selective Search? Selective Search. And, out of uh, Chicago. Yeah, and uh, I think my our lady's name was Diane, or my handler was named Diane. <laughs> I can't remember her name. Anyway, and um, she, it, it's basically a headhunter for for men who pay the money uh, to go out and find the best uh, mate for you or best match for you that they could find. And um, so we were, um, I was dating for like, what, two years or something like that. And I was having a good time, but I, I said, you know, there's got to be something more than this. And so... Uh, this this dating, I mean, this uh, selective search lady came out, interviewed me. We talked for a long time. I go, I think that's going to be the thing I want to do. So you pay a certain amount of money. It's fairly expensive. And um, they go out and try to find the best person they can find. Um, it, it, I went out probably about four or five times with them. 
Mm-hmm. And, Different dates. Yeah, and it was um, it they were it was fun. I had a good time, but and uh, all of a sudden I see Tiffany's picture come across. She says, "Well, you know, then we have this," and I went, "Well, where has this been? I don't know where this one's been." <laughs> Were you just holding out on me or what? So anyway, I, I looked at that. I said, yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. And they go, well, you know, it's it's she's a little out of town. You know, it's in Cedar Hill. And I said, okay, Cedar Hill. That's in Dallas, you know. Well, I didn't know that she meant Cedar Park. That's Austin. in Austin. Yeah. <laughs> and then she said, well, I'm getting ready to move to um, Lakeway. I said, well, wait, I do know that's in Austin. And... Um, and so I'll never forget when I was telling my brothers that I'm going to go talk to um, this lady in Austin, and and I'm and I've talked to her on the phone several times. I've really enjoyed it. And she go, they go Austin. I go, yeah, it is. It's Austin. And they they couldn't believe it. And I said, yeah, she's pretty strong. And um, so anyway, I that that's how it started. And um, the the buildup on this was. It's fairly funny. Uh, they they were they kept telling Tiffy that hey, uh, you know, I got this great guy. It's a great deal. You'll love it. And Tiffy Tiffy was getting ready to quit. She goes, you know, I've had all the good deals I want, and <laughs> yeah. I don't want any more good deals. And uh, I'm done with good deals. And so uh, she uh, they had to keep talking to her. Go, no, you're gonna love this. And and, and she slowly was trying to tell her how many marriages I've had, and, you know, and, and when she got past the first one, you know, Tiffy kind of goes, well, okay, who hadn't had right. one or two, you know, and then, because then there was the second one, and Tiffy's kind of going, huh, okay, now that, okay, all right, all right, so maybe we can make a mistake the second time. She goes, and then there's just third time, but it really wasn't, <laughs> none of those were her, his fault, really. <laughs> And Nothing. No, and I agree they they weren't my fault. But, <laughs> but anyway, and uh, so she finally accepted that she would, but she wanted some pictures of me, and and uh, my uh, handler was telling her, oh no no we don't do that we don't do that. She goes well that's fine I'm not going out with him then or I'm not even going to talk to him. And she goes okay okay, you know I'll, I'll get him to send some pictures. So I was I'll never forget I was at lunch with my dad who was about 85 mm-hmm. and my brother and um and i said kurt take a picture of me real quick he goes what i said just take a picture of me and i gave him my coolest look you know and and dad was blinking around over there at me going what what is going on and kurt told him i don't know dad he's he's going crazy so anyway so we did that sent it to him Sent it to her, and I guess Tiffy said, "Yeah, it's okay, but I'm still not going. I'm still not going to go out with him, you know, or still not going to talk to him." And so uh, she she kept telling me, "Oh, she cannot wait to meet you. It's going to be the. She just can't wait." I'm I'm sitting there going, "Yeah, well, sure. What's not to like about this, you know?" And and um, she just kept going on and on about that. And little did I know, she was having to talk Tiffy just drag her into this and uh, finally she goes okay okay one more picture and i'll be fine you know so we were in in the gym at tcu working out and i loaded all these weights on this bar i said kirk take a quick picture of me he goes 
this is weird. I'm not going to do this in a gym. Everybody's going to think we're weird. I said, just do it. <laughs> and of course, I, I then I held my stomach in and oh, then I took all the weights off after that. But anyway, uh, we sent that in and I'm sure Tiffy goes, God, what kind of meathead is that? You know? <laughs> but anyway, so get, get around to it. Finally, she agrees that she talked to me and uh, she said, okay, I'll talk to him. And so I, you know, my, my handler kept telling me she cannot wait to talk to you. It's just, it's going to be incredible. So I'm sitting back in my bark lounger at night. Yeah. And that he uh, no longer had. And I'm going, okay, well, I've got this, I've got this sewed up. It's no big deal. And, um, and so I talked to her and about the first five minutes, I, I couldn't get, she didn't ever understand who I was. My, my name was, I went, well, didn't Diane tell you I would be calling you? And my name is Greg Blackman. Selective search, and then I hear her go, "Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I did agree that I, I guess I, I agreed I'd talk to you. You know, it's kind of like, what's up? I'm, and I looked around, I went like, where'd all this? You can't wait to meet me type deal go? You know, what I mean, it just, it, I, I don't know where that went. And man, I had to jump up, and Paul, I had to bring it because it was, uh, it was, uh, I was sweating, pacing the floor. But I was I was charming, and uh, she finally I, I I knew she was looking for shoes or something at Nordstrom's right in the middle of our conversation. I but uh, and I'd hear her go, "No, no, I don't like those." Yeah, no, those are nice. And I'm going, and so I knew I had if I could just get past the the shoe deal that I was in, <laughs> and so I had to, I had to bring it up till then, and I she finally we kept talking to me, yes. and so. Um, uh, and that's how we. Uh, how it started. That's how I got started, but it was uh, it was not anything that they told me it was, and I'm sure it wasn't what it was you. No, not at all. I just kept hearing what a great deal it was, and I'm like, I don't flipping need a good deal at all. And when I talked to you, so we had a conversation, and I was in Nordstrom's. I must admit, when yeah, we were talking, yeah, exactly. and he said, "Hi, didn't so and so tell you I was calling?" I'm like, "Who?" I kept saying that, like he said, and um, but. He said, I, I said, what do you do? And he said, I'm Blackman Moore. I'm like, what? I mean, I knew nothing about you. I mean, I knew, I knew the whole marriages and, and all that. Yeah. Blackman mowing. Are you like, you mow or something? Are you a mower? <laughs> I don't know. Like, of course I'm in Austin and he's in Fort Worth. So when we actually did talk and I think we were on the phone about an hour, just like mm -hmm. kids, like mm -hmm. seriously, like kids. And so I was intrigued and we talked a couple of more times and you were going to Cabo and I said, oh gosh, I'll never go to Cabo. I'll, I mean, I'm, I'm out Mexico. Mexico. I'd never go there. I mean, I've gone once and it was horrible and blowing. You're like, oh, I don't know if it's the kind of that you're thought talking about. <laughs> but anyway, so we did talk and I have to say, uh, we decided to meet and, and I, I'm going to preface this. Greg is a, Huge believer in marriage. He's and of course I am now. But at the time, I was like, I'm never doing it again. This I had been through two, and I never and, and not a great relationship to boyfriend before that. But I had been through two, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing this again. So decided to meet him. I met him in Fort Worth. I had gosh, American Heart of something up going on here, and I met him at the Omni Hotel. Walked out of the elevator, and y'all, I'm serious walked out of the elevator and I seriously looked at him and I said, I met my husband. 
I did. I did. I sat in bed. Wow. I did. I mean, it was just. I wish you'd let me in on that. <laughs> it's so hard to get. I mean, I, I really did. I was just like, oh my gosh, I met my husband. And so we went to Grace and um, we talked and I know Greg just wanted to see if I had a big ass. I just, I just know he did. I know. <laughs> Paulie, Paul. you hearing me? Like, I just, I remember wearing, I, and I, and I'm, I, I deliberately got up and I could feel his eyes. Looking at my bottom. Well, that's pretty flattering. I mean, it'd be bad if whenever you got up, he looked away. This is true with the girl next to him, right? But, you know, we had such a great conversation. And I knew that night I texted my my friends that I had on standby because I said, you know what? I, I'm going to meet you. I'm going to ditch this guy. And so, and we, um, I fell in love with that man, this man that night. And um, I, I, we have to tell a funny story about, you were kind of, well, I was seeing someone kind of at the time and, and yeah. I told you that and you're like, well, I am too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. Aren't we all seeing people? And so, okay. I, okay. You're seeing somebody. I'm seeing somebody. We're talking though. <laughs> but do you remember the next day when you went to the office and Chelsea, your daughter? Went oh yeah. Talking. And so, so Paul, we were, we were, um, in, in the office and, uh, my, uh, my daughter, Comes sashaying into my office and goes, sits down and goes, Greg. I went, yeah. She goes, uh, who were you seeing last night that was a brunette? I went, what? What are you talking about? She goes, well, one of my friends is a is a uh, uh, waiter waiter up there, and they saw me come in with some some girl that was a brunette, and that wasn't the Girl, you've been dating. Not yeah. blonde. She wasn't blonde. I do know that. <laughs> and I went, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot I forgot to tell you about that. Well, uh, and I told her all about Tiffy and said she's great and everything. I said, she is in Austin, you know, but that's okay. I'm, I'm not going to have to jog there. I can just drive there. So, <laughs> You know, and that was, um, for those of you long-distance relationships, um, that was because I had a long-distance relationship prior to that, and it did not work out well at all, But um, obviously. But, you know, the relationship between Greg and I, I remember I was flying everywhere. I was working my tail off, and I had to catch a flight, and you and I had lunch one day. And I remember I said, you know, what are we doing? I mean, what are we doing? And you said to me, I'm going to figure it out. And I'm like, whoa, because I really, you know, it's just like, my gosh, you're just spinning your wheels because it was, we're three hours apart. It's not a huge amount of that, but we have had a commuter marriage ever since a relationship Mm -hmm. and marriage ever since, because what happened is I was living in Austin, had a home in Austin, Kennedy. Oh, back it up. Rewind. You know what one of his stipulations was? No children, no children at home. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. And so I remember you telling me, didn't your handler tell you she has a child? Yeah, I went, dang, okay, but <laughs> she's still pretty strong looking, so I don't, I don't care. Yeah, you know, I said I'll, I'll, I'll just play this out and see what where we're going here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yes, yeah, she did. She did say that, and uh, I had some bad experiences with some stepkids. Really bad. Thank gosh, Kennedy is so great. She's fabulous. Well, I'm so I, lucky. You know, I'm blessed because this man loves my child so much, and um, mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking 12 years. She was little bitty when um, he he met 
her. And I, we took a, it took us a while, a couple of months before, um, I remember her dad saying, you know, it's time you need to introduce Greg to Kennedy. And you met her at a basketball game, cute little thing. And she was little, you know, fourth grade, fifth grade. And, uh, just watching your hand and her in growing up. I mean, she has such a fabulous, you know, stepmother, father, and then stepfather. And what that's done at our age, I mean, Greg and I are 12 years apart, um, different phases of life, you know, but at the time, because I was bringing up a small child and just working, 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 you had a career. I mean, so it Commuter marriage is, we just, just we just make, made the decision to do that. And so. You, and it worked and it worked. It worked and it's still working. We're still yep. doing it. We're still, still doing, doing it. it. We're still doing it. So what happened was I was finished Kennedy in Austin. Greg had a career, his business in Fort Worth. And so he would come down on Wednesdays and go back on Mondays or Thursdays or whatever the case may be. And then. It's flipped. Kennedy got accepted to TCU and now it's flipped because you fell in love. I had to, I had to make him love Austin. <laughs> and so he wanted, Greg is a very fit guy. If you know him and they've seen, follow him on Instagram. There's one picture. <laughs> but um, you, I, you were interested in jujitsu. Mm -hmm. No, at the time, what was it? Judo. Judo. So I was determined. So I was working out at a facility and they said, oh, you got to try this guy. And you met such a fabulous man. He's been on this show. One mm -hmm. of the first episodes, Rodrigo Cabral. And, and he's, what, what is, I mean, his titles are unbelievable. Oh yeah. He's, he's like a God in Russia, uh, all over the world. And, uh, uh, he's, he's actually won the silver medal in the world championships. And, uh, He's well, he's well known and he's just, just like a son. I mean, he's just a fabulous guy, mm -hmm. just a fabulous guy. And so, so consequently, I still go down there, mm -hmm. what, four days a week? Four days a week. He and, travels back. Yeah. And even though we don't have to, but I, mm -hmm. I do that anyway. And Tiffy's glad that I go. <laughs> no, I hate it. <laughs> she goes, um, you know, I, seriously, when I was, when we had COVID mm -hmm. and I was at home a lot and I, I, come sit down at the breakfast table and next to her. And she goes, I can literally hear you blinking at me. <laughs> Would you, uh, don't you have someplace to go? And we had nowhere to go. Yeah. And I said, I'll go lay in the flower bed, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't I know. I, I don't know where else I can go, but anyway, so, uh, but it was, it's, it's, it's worked so well for us because we're so happy to see each other mm -hmm. when we get back. We and, are. We are. And, and people don't understand that. People really do think we're weird. You know that, right? Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I have no doubt they think I'm weird. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I've, fought, I've battled that my whole life. It's you okay. know, but you enjoy, Greg enjoys this group of young men that he mentors they're training him. What What is your belt now? Your brown belt? Uh -huh. And one away from black belt. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm so proud of you. I mean, you've, you've just accomplished so, lot, uh, so much. And then mentoring these young men, it's a, it's incredible because, I mean, their parents come to me. Gosh, I mean, what's what Greg's done for these kids and what they do for you. And yeah, that's why absolutely. you do tra travel back and forth. And so it does work. I... You know, I feel so badly, Greg, and I'm so sorry. My new career, and we'll talk about that and your thoughts on that, but 
my career, it's just like, I'm so busy. I can't even get to Austin anymore. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, and it makes me sad, but I know you're there and you're enjoying yourself mm-hmm. and you do get to get away from me. <laughs> That's for sure. I get to put the channel on whatever TV I want it on. And it's, yeah. Lights on. It's great. Light, leave lights on. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's some good stuff going on there. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, having a commuter marriage is just, it works out for us. I mean, perfectly. Um, I don't know how you drive to Austin every single week. Well, you know what? I just put on audio book and I'm Podcast. Oh, excuse me. Podcast. <laughs> a podcast. And I'm there, you know. That's so, right. So it, it, it's good. It's good. And, um, you know, uh, to go back, I wanted to tell you about... Um, first meeting Kennedy because that was a that was that was a funny story she was um she was in a basketball game and Tiffy took me there fifth grade probably fourth or fifth grade and her dad was the coach Mm -hmm. and so we were um uh I sat up in the stands and Kennedy this cute little girl with a little ponytail and a bow in her hair (laughs) and um she uh, was bouncing up and down the, the, the court, and I guess she noticed I was there finally, and um, she was kind of slowly going, bouncing down the uh, court, and she stopped about mid-court, started adjusting her bow, and um, I hear her dad yell, Kennedy, get on your man. <laughs> and Kennedy stopped and looked at him like, what in the world is your problem? I mean, I've got some things I'm taking care of right now. And then she stopped and looked over at us and waved. And I just went, oh, man, that's a good little unit there. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's she's been great. She's been fabulous. I'm just so lucky. So lucky to have her. Well, she's blessed to have you. I remember that day. She, we went to dinner, and she wrote him this long letter. Mm-hmm. And I, you still have the letter. Mm-hmm. And it, don't hurt my mommy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it just. I mean, it was so heartfelt. Mm-hmm. And she gave, she gave you her prized erasers. It's mm-hmm. back when I guess erasers were so. That was her truce with you. Like, mm-hmm. and I mean, a big present. I know it was your big present. It just makes my heart so happy. You've just been. I still have those. You still have the erasers. Yeah. <laughs> Little lunchbox eraser. Yeah. But that's that's been you know, when you're when you bring a child into a relationship, you just pray the person loves them mm-hmm. as near as much as you do. And I can tell you it's been such a wonderful experience. And, you know, her dad and I both can't thank you enough for that because she she loves you. When I would come, she went to TCU first year and I was still in Austin. <laughs> I was still in Austin working and they told me actually last night we went to dinner. They reminded me I would come in and Monday nights they had a standing dinner and I wasn't there. And so I came in and Kennedy said, I said, can I go with y'all? And she's like, um, if you must, it's it's boys night. (laughs) Great. (laughs) I'm growing out with Greg, but okay. You won't really get some of these jokes. (laughs) You are going to get the jokes, mom. So I quickly knew that I wasn't really welcome to Monday night for sure. Cause I, I take things very personal, very, very personal. I wear my, my uh, feelings on the, on my Mm -hmm. sleeves to say that. So we've done a lot of things together. We've, we've built homes. Well, we've remodeled homes. We've uh, bought a lot of art. We've, uh, Greg asked, Greg came home one day and he's taking things because these, these things came out of his car. And I said, what do you do? And he said, I'm, I'm getting a new car tomorrow. And I went, 
what do you mean? We haven't had a discussion as a couple about this. And what did you tell me? I said, okay, well then, okay, every time you get a sofa or a piece of art, we're going to discuss that <laughs> or area rug. And she goes, good point. Enjoy your car. <laughs> Please enjoy your car because no, I don't want e yeah. I ever to talk about. No, no not no, at all. <laughs> I don't want anybody quizzing me about my artwork. Not at all. Please. <laughs> and you're so fabulous about that. So Greg and I were asked, oh, gosh, it's I, we just were just in our home here in Fort Worth. And, um, it, I, I, I very, our philanthropy, one of our philanthropies, JDRF, which was on the show not too long ago, um, uh, ju juvenile diabetes research. And um, Greg is involved because your son has had juvenile, had, has diabetes mm -hmm. type one. Since he was 11. Since he was 11. And so you have been very involved for many, many years mm -hmm. with the foundation. And um, so they came to us. They came to us. And I, now I went to TCU. You went to TCU. You've been from in Fort Worth all these years. I'm acclimating back in. I think if I'd done, if, if we would have done it now, I would have had more contacts. Don't you oh, think? yeah. So they asked us basically to be chairs of the gala, the honored family. So it Chippy sounds great. Was, did great. Oh, did gosh, great. it was a job. And you know what? At the time, it was great for me. But came in Fort Worth and um, I didn't know a lot of people, but uh, the people that that were before us, the family asked us, and of course, JDRF asked us to be the chair and I'm, we're going, okay, all right, good. And I really was, I was honored and I'm like, I'm in. And Greg's like, Hey, I'm just telling you <laughs> this is every time I have, I have an idea, you do stop and go, okay, but you, you need to think through this, right? And you rarely say no to me. You really do. Yep. You know, recently, we had someone else ask us to chair, and I, we just can't do it right now. I mean, it's just not an option. But anyway, so we decided to do it. So we had to raise a million dollars, and we had less than a year to do it. And and you were and you were the you said you I remember you came to me and you said, "Look, I will do all of the work. I'll do all the work here. I'll, I'll set all this up. I'll get it all great." The only thing I'm going to depend on you is that you've been here your whole life and uh, you have all the contacts. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. I know everybody. Yeah, it's great. And, and every time we go out to dinner, you'll have to admit. Oh, I mean, it's like a politician. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I said, no problem, no problem. And so uh, I'll never forget. So we were all uh, working on this and... Um, she uh, she said, "Look, I'm going to give you a phone call. I'm I'm with the JDRF people, and we're 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 talking, and I'm meeting with them. And I, I as soon as I give you the go ahead, you need to send me the whole list of all the people that you have. Hundreds. I need thousands. Yeah. Of and I said, okay, yeah, no problem, no problem. So." She gave me the big high sign. I, I sent all my stuff in and to her, and it wasn't like two seconds later when the phone rang, and all I heard from Tiffy was 12 names. You gave me 12 names. You've been here your whole life. She goes, what are you, the least popular person in the Metroplex? And, um, and I said, okay. Well, how many did Muckleroy have last year? She goes, a thousand. I said, a thousand names. Who knows a thousand people? 
Yeah. That's ridiculous. No. Anyway. Yeah. So it was anyway, a challenge. But we, and then I, I and then the other thing I said is, as long as I never give a speech, I'm never going to give oh, a speech. Yeah. <gasps> and of course, what's the first thing I do? Mm-hmm. She puts me up for a big, long speech. Mm-hmm. So it worked out great for me. It did. It, did. it really was. It really it was, was fine. Greg. It was fine. It was fine. And you know what? Um, Tiffy did such a great job that that uh, it was it was it was a fabulous experience. It was a great experience. We had all of our friends there and it was mm-hmm. great. You know, and we can say this publicly now. Thank you to everyone that gave. And mm-hmm. I and I need not forget the people that gave and gave and gave to support us and the mm-hmm. cause. I mean, we just can't can't no, appreciate it enough. Exactly. That was a tough one. That's one of those things that you're like, oh, that's one and done. It was a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I mean, and on both stress. of us. Lots of stress. And I remember you. You know, they just, they being JDRF is like, can you get Greg to speak? Because my son, I didn't, it wasn't my son that had it. Greg had gone through the wars of having a child with diabetes. And um, I don't think people understand the level or the impact. Mm-hmm. And Paul, when, right. and Paul listened, Paul has a son. And I was like, can you imagine when JDRF was on this show? I'm like, can you imagine that? I mean. Can you imagine B being on? I mean, seriously, Paul. No, I, I, that was my biggest fear. After ever. that show, I mean, you well, just period uh, with anything. I mean, it's always been my 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 biggest fear since ever I found out that he was <laughs> going to be born. I was just like, oh my gosh, I just hope that he's healthy. Sure, I don't even care what he sure. is looks like. I don't care. I just want my baby to be healthy because sure. it's yeah because you see all these horror stories and I just couldn't imagine. How that feels. Yeah. Uh, Paul, it was the worst day of my life. I'm sure. When he was 11 years old and they told you that. And and that nurse was, she was strong, but I, I'm sure she, she has to be like this. But she said, you know what? Uh, they called us in. They go, the nurse told me, she goes, you'll never get over it. There's no cure there's no hope of a cure right now. And this will be like this. She'll, he'll give himself a shot four times a day for the rest of his life or he'll die. Wow. And I went, <laughs> of course, I'm white faced. And of course, I looked over at my son. He goes, I can't do that. I said, well, yeah, you, you will be doing you that. You don't have a choice. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, so it, it was horrible. It was, it was horrible. And, uh, but uh, JDRF helped a lot. Mm-hmm. They really did help a lot. And I don't know if they contacted me or how I heard of them, but they uh, they gave me hope that, you know, someday they'll be, they all they care about is putting themselves out of business. And that's, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. And so anyway. Uh, yeah, in your speech, in, in, in reality, at the, at the gala that I'm speaking about, it was, gosh, at 20. 19. And um, the speech was um, because they said, please, please, please have me. And I just, I had to, I, there's a couple of things. Got him on the podcast and in the speech. <laughs> oh my God. There's only two things, but it was so moving because you told your story mm-hmm. of, and, and, and everybody, typically everybody in the audience, they have been touched by mm-hmm. 
type one. So mm-hmm. that's something that so they understood it. Absolutely. And got it. And, and we raised a lot of money and we are so proud. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's something we've done as a couple and it was fabulous. I mean, it was really, really, you feel good about it. You really feel yeah. like you've given and we do give, I mean, yeah. we, we do have our philanthropies, but that's a big one. So. Yeah. And I, I tell you what, it, what was so great is Tiffy just killed it. She did so great at it. And she's so great at this. And of course, she's like a, you know, a game show host. I mean, people, <laughs> you know, when she gets up there, she's so at ease in front of the microphone and everything. And I sound like a knucklehead. But, no, you don't. But anyway, it, it was, um, it was, it was impressive. She did a great job. It was a great, great job. Yeah. So Greg, tell us here, because you basically, and we've said this so many times, you've worked your ass off your whole life. Your, your dad, Blackman Mooring was your company. It, it was your company. And so can you give us, because you're retired now and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say this. When I asked him, we are sitting, we left right after, um, he sold in September 30th of 28, 19, 19, 19. And, um, we, I asked him because I remember, and of course I've only known Greg 12 years, but I don't know the stress he went through. I I do not. I had no clue, but I remember just going, it was so exciting. I mean, every day, all the numbers you would talk about and, but you would get on your phone and look and look and look. Email. Email. And, and I asked him when we're sitting, sitting on vacation and I said, do you miss it? <laughs> what did you say? Uh, hell no. Hell no. No, not only no, but hell no. And she goes, what? Yeah. Don't you want to go do something? I said, no. Mm-mm. No. I Listen, I've spent my whole life with a knot in my stomach, hoping that we can make payroll the next day. And uh, now when we became more successful, that wasn't as big a deal. But it's never much out of your mind that, you know, there could be, Anything happened. The government can just decide to come in and go, you know what? Uh, we think you did this wrong. Or or if you do work for the government, they can just say, I think you defrauded the co- government somehow. And you know what? We're just going to hold all your money. So it was it was like a, um, a knot in your stomach the whole time. And people don't understand it. Paul understands it because he's got his own deal. Uh, you know, you're constantly sitting there going, God, I got to make sure, as Paul does, he wor- you work your fanny off. You know, you you come up here, stay all night. You do what you have to do. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you're sick. It doesn't matter what. You, you, you do what you got to do. And people don't understand that unless they've had their own assets on the line mm-hmm. where, you know, the bank just goes, you know, I think we'll take those. Those look good. You know, I'll never forget. The number of times bankers have told us that, you know what, we're just going to go ahead and, you know, take your company and, you know, and and we basically said, okay, here, here are the keys. Let's see how well you do with a restoration company. And they go, okay, second thought, we're going (laughs) to, we're going to let you stay in business, but you do better. And I said, okay, but it was, it was. You know, and I'm sure there was lots of times we were probably out of business and just didn't know it. We just showed back up to work. And, uh, but if there's one thing I can try to tell people, young people, that persistence, you just never say die. You just keep your legs moving. 
and uh, stay low, and you'll you'll get there eventually. But uh, you don't you don't ever quit. And uh, we just showed back up the next day and went to work, and miraculously we we made it. And uh, the good Lord was looking after us, but. Dad taught us that a long time ago. Was, you know, I'd always call him back and ask him for uh, advice because I was working my fanny off every night. And I said, Dad, give me some advice that I can do because this is hard and I'm not making any money. And he goes, you just need to work harder. I went, work harder? I mean, I don't know I can work any harder. He goes, well, you know. I don't know. Just, just need to work harder. And, and finally, it clicked with me that eventually I saw that where, you know, you can choose to outwork the guy next to you. I mean, you may not be smarter. You may not be bigger, stronger, faster than him. But you can choose to outwork him. And uh, if this guy gets up at, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning, you get up at 5. Uh, and you'll eventually get there. If you keep doing that. So anyway, that's that's what we were taught. And thank God I have two smart brothers that kept me out of so tell trouble. So us, tell us um, your dad, the business. So how the business was started. Uh, it was started right after uh, World War II. Um, and um, my dad and his best friend uh, who went to the Navy together, they were at TCU together. And um, they decided to go in business together. And um, uh, mom's family had a furniture upholstering company and a um, and a drapery company. And uh, so that's what they decided to go in business doing. And um, it started out, so they came to Fort Worth. And right after that was right after the big flood for Fort Worth where they... It was up on the fourth floor of the Montgomery Wards building uh, that Trinity River was. And my dad and mom were floating around in the river trying to find their house. Oh, my gosh. And they finally found his ch- the chimney. And they never did find the car. that It floated off somewhere. I don't know. Really? But, oh, but, um, they, um, but right after that, uh, when people would call their number and go, do you do this? And they go, yes, we do. Do you pick up wet carpet? Yes, we do. Uh, do you do you clean carpet? Yes, we do. And whatever they asked, what they could do, they did. And so that's how they really got into that kind of business of of wet carpet, uh, uh, fire damage. Uh, it didn't matter. They would they would do it, and, and it, it became more of a cleanup company because you actually they made more money cleaning up. Uh, things rather than reupholstering things mm-hmm. or refinishing things. And so that's how they got into it. And um, uh, they they had been doing that. And uh, that kind of started them out. And um, then all the uh, sons came in and, and took it from there. But it was, uh, it was mainly started out being a cleaning. And, and my dad actually... Uh, was a big tinker and he loved to, uh, he actually, he and this other guy, uh, Bill Wisdom, uh, invented the first steam cleaning machine, the actual steam cleaning machine. And they got mm. like nine federal patents on it and stuff like that. But um, anyway, they were, 
we were excellent at cleaning. And that's how we got into the large catastrophe cleanup company, if you can imagine that, just through that. And um, so that's how it started. Do you think, okay, so you, Bill and Kirk, so the three brothers, I remember your handler telling me that you had a very unique situation because the three brothers were working together with their dad in this company. And um, I just thought, how? Because I love Bud and Jill. I love my (coughs) brother and sister. But there's no way I could. I mean, I guess if you grew up in the family, I guess the business. But question for you with your dad. Do you ever think that when you, Bill and Kirk, came in and with the new ideas, he was resistant to your new ideas? Or was he on board? Uh, he, he, He Actually, he did pretty good. He was pretty progressive, really. Uh, and, um, you know, they, uh, he, he would listen, you know, um, Kirk and I would do things and it's mainly Kirk. Kirk started, uh, he was out in the company before I was, and, um, he would do some pretty crazy things as far as, uh, put himself out and say, I think we can do this large fire job. And dad would go, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. And, Kirk goes, I think I'll figure it out. So anyway, uh, so once that happened, then um, the kind of floodgates opened because we were a lot more successful. Mm-hmm. And Dad could see that we were a lot more successful and and the company was growing like crazy. And so that's how um, he started finally understanding that. And once we bought the moorings out, uh, it was uh, he pretty much just, listen to what we were saying. Right. It wasn't that he was n- not wasn't nervous about things, but he would listen and uh, definitely, um, definitely go with what we were saying. Do you think it's so unique that you guys did that? I mean, I know Bill was in accounting, isn't, and Kirk, and you, you and Kirk more of the marketing side. Yes. But was it just, was it ever difficult or are you just go in a room and well no no I'm, I'm not saying that we had some god-awful knockdown drag out some some major cussing uh mm-hmm. episodes that the <laughs> secretaries had to run for cover but uh <laughs> other than that it was you know the good thing about it it's each one of us brought us some a different thing to mm-hmm. the party right bill was the accountant uh he handled all the books he also handled all of the the lawyers, he handled all of the insurance Mm-mm. and just was incredible at that and um, kept us out of trouble all the time. Uh, Kirk was excellent at figuring things out. And I was more of a people person, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. So I handled the people a lot more. But Kirk, you know, he and I were a great team when we got out in the field because we could, he could figure stuff out and then I'd go through the wall and work night and day to get it done. And, uh, so he, it, it was a great team and, and Bill, I can't tell you enough. Bill saved us on numerous occasions where lawsuits would have sunk us, mm-hmm. but, uh, he did a great job. Just did a great job. He, you know, thank God, as I said, thank God, you know, both those guys are very smart. Uh, I've, I've said many times, you know, you put us, our three heads together, and we can come up with one decent executive. <laughs> and I honestly believe that. And you've always said, and I've said so many times on the show, that 
you stay in your lane, of course, but you hire people smarter than yourself. Absolutely. When we started doing that, Tiffany, it opened up a whole new world. I mean, it's because you get these smart people, and even if that's not exactly what they did, they'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. They will figure it out. And you also want a type of person that wants to win no matter what. If you have somebody that's not motivated, like for money or you know, just based on emotion or something, there's no, I don't know how you, you know, I don't know how you um, excite them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you've got to get somebody that wants to win no matter what, and then smarter than you that, mm-hmm. that, you know what, he does stuff better than I ever could have done. Right. And, you know, and many times I'd look at it and go, well, I wouldn't have done it like that, but okay. that's probably going to be okay, you know, and it ends up being the best idea, right. you know. So that's that's how, if you get good enough people, it doesn't matter. They'll, they'll sink. Right. I mean, not sink, they'll swim. They'll swim. And uh, you throw them out there and, you know, that's, that's the key. If you get good enough people, uh, a lot of people used to, the old timey deal was to get yes men, mm-hmm. you know, that. Oh yeah, whatever you say, you know. Well, if you did, if you, if you have that, you're going to have to figure everything out. Mm-hmm. You want everybody else figuring things out, bringing them to you, right. and uh, then you can tell them no or yeah. That's a great idea. Let's try it. You know, and so you, you don't want to be the only one figuring things out. Right. You also don't want to be the only one eating roll aids. No. Uh, you want everybody else to be stressed out about it too. Right. You know, you want to see them a little stressed. Right. You know, anyway. You know, um, so you in retirement and you enjoy being retired. Mm-hmm. You made it perfectly clear. Of course, people are like, so what are you going to do now? Are you going to invest in this business? Are you going to start this business? You're getting to do what you want to mm-hmm. do. Absolutely. However... I had started a business right before you sold, probably, oh gosh, several months before you sold, but it wasn't really a business until, you know, I was serious about it because I've branded people my whole life, my whole career. So when I started the business, I I can't, y'all, I can't even tell you, this man has, he's my biggest cheerleader. You give me advice, you... You, it's social media is my business and I don't understand it. I'm learning you. My husband reads the wall street journal every single day, cover to cover when, you know, I mean, he rarely misses. And I'm just curious, like you're so, you want to learn and you want to support me so much. I feel badly for the people that do not have the support because you do. I mean, because how many times a week do I quit? I mean, (laughs) I quit. I go crazy. I'm just like, I can't do this. I can't do it. Um, What What is your thought process on my business? And be honest. Well, it was it was when right before we sold our company, uh, we became a lot stronger into the social media realm, which ended up being that's where everything's going. Mm-hmm. You can cut it and slice it any way you wanted. There's no more yellow pages. There's no more Mm-mm. anything like that. I mean, it. It. Everybody looks everything up online, and and social media is it. Period. And I was reading um, all of these interesting um, articles in the Wall Street Journal um, and other periodicals, and they were um, 
always talking about, um, you know, you have these massive uh, influencers that um, that have all this huge following and stuff like that. And that's not really what the new um, retail and all these new people want anymore. They want to go to more specialized, like they call macro or micro uh, influencers that don't have millions of followers, but they're they're very classy. They're very sharp. They represent exactly what they're uh, they want them to represent, and um, and th- and then they can teach them if they they want to teach them the product knowledge. They can do all that. They can mold them. But that's what I was reading, and I kept going, Tiffany, you are on the right track. You just keep you don't ever get away from what you're doing. You're blocking and tackling. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. Don't get away from that because this is why people are coming to you now. This is why people are drawing to you. Is they see you, they like that you're classy, that you're, you know, you're doing the right thing. You're uh, trying to help people. Uh, it's it's exactly what you should do. And I, w- I wouldn't get away from it. And um, she's constantly going, oh, my God, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going, stop it. You're doing great. You're doing fabulous. I mean, it's unbelievable what you've come from. Right. I mean, in two years, and I do see that. And it's it's like this morning we had two big, uh, two big things happen. Victories. Yeah, victories. Thank you. And um, and that's what you need because it's day. You know, and, and and I'm learning so much. And I say this, and I need to stop saying I'm a bad manager. I'm just not good at it. You are fabulous at managing, and you're teaching me how to work with people. And I'm listening to you on the show of how you, you do. I remind, hire people smarter than yourself. And I mean, I can't do what Paul does. I can't do what Audrey does. No, and you don't want to. And I don't want to. Exactly. So, you know, it's just for those of you out there that, that are starting a new business, it's, it's tough, but especially in this day and age, but you know what? There's a lot of job openings right now. There is. And, but let me, let me also stress, I have to tell Tiffy this all the time. You have to stop and enjoy the little victories because business is too hard mm. not to, because you're always getting knocked down. Okay. That's, that's, <laughs> you you know, but if you sit there and go, yeah, that's great, but I'm worried about this, this, this. Well, uh, that's true. We'll worry about that. But you also got to celebrate. I'm excited that we got this. You're right, Greg. And I need, I do need you to remind me that more and more because you see my stress level lately. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, but I guess that means it's growing. So absolutely. I mean, that's what it absolutely is. And you're also, I think you're learning that you have to let some things go. Mm-hmm. Perfectionist is hard to be a perfectionist and be in business because business, business is just messy. Mm-hmm. You can cut it and slice it any way you want to. Business is messy. It is. And uh, if you think it's going to be perfect and it's going to be a perfect trajectory going straight up, you're, you're, you're naive. Boy. It's not going to happen. And the second you start thinking, oh, I've got this, you better look around for the two by four to hit you in the teeth because it's going to be, <laughs> it'll be bad. It's so very, very true. Yeah. You know, if you do follow myself and then my husband, he is on Instagram just because I made him follow me. But um, if you do follow us as a couple, health and fitness is the most important. Of course, God and our family, of course. But one of the most important things 
Greg and I are so parallel on. Mm-hmm. And I cannot, can you imagine if I wasn't like you, Greg and I try to outwork each other, outwork out, <laughs> outwork out each other. We don't, we just have a, when we plan a vacation, what's the gym look like? Is there a gym? And that's true. I mean, it is. And it's, and it's been that way since day one. We do differ. I prefer to work out at the five o'clock in the morning. I think people are weird if you're like, I had to work out last well, cute couple of days ago at your time slot, 1030, and it just about killed me. You know, so we're different, but health and fitness is so important. I mean, can you Absolutely. imagine if, if, no. I mean, Guys, I come home and show him my videos that I have on my stories, and Greg's so excited about it, and then he tells me how he's doing and what he's up to, and it's just such a, if you have something like that in your marriage, something, it doesn't have to be, I mean, you like movies or Mm -hmm. art or whatever, but don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. It's We're so on such the same page spiritually, everything, and uh, we're fortunate for that. uh, she, uh, she and I, she's, she's very hardcore. So I just have to, uh, try to keep up with oh, that. That's crazy. He's, he's talking about himself too. <laughs> we, I mean, when, but, but you know, what's leading to us is what we're, what's so discouraging, um, at my age and your age, what's so discouraging. We work out so hard. We eat well, we enjoy life. We get regular checkups, but Flipping something goes wrong. And for you, it's been your heart. And for me, it's my back. And we're just like, what the hell? I mean, how, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, how, we might as well smoke cigarettes and sit around and <laughs> eat bonbons. You know, but I mean, the things are falling apart on us about as fast as we can put them back on. Right. But that's okay. That's all right. We're going to get each one we're knocking out. We're knocking them we're out. We're trying to get them fixed. What? I mean, it is, but I just cannot imagine my life with anyone that's not health and fitness is not important. I just, I can't imagine. No, no. And let me tell you something. It would be hard for you to sit there and not say something. If I was sitting there being soft and eating bonbons, you'd be, you'd be tapping your foot going, <laughs> are you going to eat all that? Are you are you going to go work out maybe or something like that? Yeah. But, and, and I understand because I would be the same way. You would be the same way. I, I would be exactly the same way. I'm about to and, say, you better say that because I know it. And because it, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's so important to us. Right. And um, she keeps me on the narrow, you know, straight and narrow. And I try to keep her on that and, you know, we constantly have to talk each other into taking a day off. Yes, we do. You know, and because we tend to take it overboard. But yeah, and that's more me because it's just, I mean, we used to have the 7 a.m. Um, coffee date every morning that he was home. And I've neglected that. And that's my fault. And I, I'm just so busy, but I know I see it at the end, a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. You know, you asked me this morning, you have, hey, let's sit out because the Colonial Golf Tournament's going on. It's so cool out there and sitting outside having coffee. And hey, he didn't even drink coffee. <laughs> that's right. And I got him into coffee and now we love it. It's our love language in the morning. And mm-hmm. I'm just, I, you know, I, I've got to keep watering my plants and you are my plant. Mm-hmm. And we got to keep taking care of each other because this is going nowhere but up not it up so we were we uh also something that happened in our marriage that has happened to you before but not me um four years ago we we adopted a little fur baby and um 
Greg probably wants some, wanted a dog like a dozer that that mm-hmm. that Paul has here in the studio. Our studio dog. You'll see it yeah. on my stories. That's what he wanted, right? Because that dog will get pretty big. A bigger dog. It masculine. Just a cool dog. <laughs> so I found I've never had a pet in my life, and I was scared to death. It was silly. I finally. Had enough therapy that I, you know, because Kennedy was scared of dogs and you know, like, why is she scared? So we adopted, um, her name was Delilah Blue. When and you, you oh. researched the heck out of it. Oh gosh, I researched it. I, I, I did. And I researched everything. It drives Greg. I would say, <laughs> isn't that one of the things, if there's one thing that drives you crazy about me, it's. I said, make a decision. <laughs> make a decision would be his. I was wondering if there's one, is there anything that drives you crazy about me? Yeah. No, everything's perfect. Make, <laughs> make a decision. So I mean, literally it took me a year to decide my color of my car. <laughs> but um, we, I did, I researched, you know, what was it? Hypoallergenic, wouldn't shed, was sweet. And we found the sweetest little dog. And the dog is 14, 15 pounds, little Bichon Frise. And if she's that, I think we were duped on that, but, um, she's so sweet, but you love her. Yeah, I do. I guess (laughs) I do. I do. And she's a, she's a good And But why did we have to name it? Lala? She's from LA. I know, but I, I I, I know people make fun of me when I'm walking down the street, go Lala. They're all going, look at him. I knew that big guy was like that. He's weird. Oh, no. He no. named that dog. He's got bows in his hair. And I don't know what the deal is with him. <laughs> you, but he, we, we, have, we have quite the family unit now. Yeah, I, I, I admit I'm pretty fond of her. Yeah, loves her daddy for sure. She's so. a good little gal. She's a good gal. So we have the perfect little fur baby yep. family. And, yep. and I appreciate it. Well, Gray, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. First of all, I love you immensely i just well i love you you are the the man of my dreams i mean i just i didn't i didn't think you always said there was somebody out there for you right Mm -hmm. is that what i I always said that and you go okay well great uh you're gonna get married again i said yeah i still believe in it she goes well good for you good for you yeah i did i say good for you and i'm and i and I, i didn't i didn't but i love you you're my biggest cheerleader you, what you love my family mm-hmm. like no other. I mean, accepting and loving, and you are the most selfless person I have ever met in my life. And I love you so much, and appreciate you, and and uh, your support to everyone means the world. Everybody wow. loves Greg. Wow, that's sweet. That's so sweet. That's yeah. what I had to do to get him on I here. Was right? saying, you keep saying that. I'll be good. <laughs> That's right. That's, that's going right. out the window tomorrow. Oh, stop that. <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on. Well, it was fun. Well, everybody, it, was, it wasn't it was that bad, right? No, it wasn't bad at wasn't all. It wasn't bad at all. So everybody, find you a special person. Or if you have that special person, make sure you're watering the plants and taking care because... Sometimes life gets in the way, and uh, I'm so in love with this man and what he's done, and and, uh, everyone, everyone go and rate and review this podcast. Let us know what you think. We're trying to get up in that podcast world. Hey, you have any ideas? Let us know, because we would love it. And follow me at Tiffany C. Blackman on Facebook and all that and, and Instagram. And everyone, best of luck to you with love and keep being fabulous.